This episode contains spoilers for A Bad Mom's Christmas, a.k.a. Bad Mom's 2. Uh, but don't worry, it contains no spoilers for the second half, because we haven't seen that one. Why not? Because we are. That's right, we are Walkout Boys. My name is Joseph Moore. My name is Nick Sampson. And each week we go and see a brand new released film. And leave halfway through it, talk about it, and guess what happened in the second half. And this is the first time in Walkout Boys history that we are covering a film that is a sequel to a film we've already walked out of half of and not seen the second half of. So in a sense, we've seen a whole movie (laughs) now that we've seen half of each film. Yeah, although I don't think that would make a very good movie because the first half is is the first half of the first half of the first movie is the first half of the first movie, and the first mm. half of the second movie is the first half of a Still different movie. Still three acts all together though, isn't there? Yes, but I don't think you could hand this in as like a, a to to uh, a, who do you hand in movies to? <laughs> the teacher, <laughs> the movie teacher in Hollywood. Yeah, well, they would give you an F because it makes no. It's, sure, it's got this, a lot of the same actors in it and the same characters. But the story doesn't really resolve. The second one doesn't resolve the story of the first ah, one. The teachers are lazy. They just make sure you've got all the characters. And These teachers are coasting. <laughs> they are. I think so. Um, so what's canon here, Nick? If we have seen half of the first movie and made up the rest, are we assuming that our made-up first half is what happened? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have to assume. We that, have to assume that the, our made-up second half of the first movie is what actually happened. Well, there's no other way of knowing. Um, so, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, or if you haven't heard our bad mom's original One. podcast, strap in. Uh, I would like to say before we uh, crack into the episode that after this, we are going to take a little break, uh, a small break, a small break um, to watch some movies all the way through. I can't wait and live our lives. What's it like? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, But we will be back uh, very soon, so don't don't you fret. But in the meantime... New look. A new look podcast. We're going to have new haircuts that you'll be able to hear. So we've just gone back and listened to the Bad Moms episode. And here's what we know happened for sure in the Bad Moms franchise. The Bad Moms are running for president of the PTA. There's three Bad Moms. Uh, One... Ended up discovering an ancient golden book handed down uh, to from PTA president to PTA president, uh, which started with Cleopatra. The first bad mom. We know this for sure. Another thing we know for sure is that uh, Catherine Hahn's character became a pirate and killed a surfer. No, that was Christina Applegate's character. I'm so sorry. Don't you dare get them confused. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, please tell me something you know for sure, because I'm thrown out. Wild um, like, the other thing sure. we know for sure is that um, the internet is just one long cable. <laughs> that was a big, a big thing that we talked about. Um, so the internet doesn't exist. It's just one long cable connecting one computer to another. And at the end of the movie, Mila Kunis followed this cable all the way back to New Zealand, where she was actually from. Yeah. She's a bad mum. Turns out. Bad mum. That's what we call them. <laughs> So uh, we can assume that um, there's been some time between that and A Bad Mom's Christmas, because when we pick it up, it weirdly doesn't start in New Zealand. They all live in America again, and there's no mention of the Golden Book, no mention of ancient Egypt, and uh, Christina Applegate's character, who we see, is not in jail for killing the surfer. She's free, free. Yeah. And 
a lot of the people in the theatre with us seemed fine with this. They yeah. didn't. They weren't going boo. And we were like going we were. boo. <laughs> yeah. Loudly from us. A lot of people thought we were just booing them because they were women. Uh, yeah. So what we can assume is that Mila Kunis has moved back to America and rekindled her romance with the boyfriend she met in part one and is now uh, living domestic bliss but complaining about Christmas. Because Christmas, as we learn in this film, is tough for moms. It sure is. And it's even tougher when uh, the mom's moms turn up. Yeah, so grandmoms. So we've say. got uh, Mila Kunis's mom is uh, Christine Baranski. Yes. And uh, Susan Sarandon is uh, Kate Hahn's mom. Is it Kate Hahn? Catherine Hahn. Um, and uh, Kate to her friends. Yeah. Are you her friend? I would like to be. <laughs> well, start <laughs> dress for the job you want. <laughs> cool, Kate. And uh, Cheryl Hines is uh, Kristen Bell's mom. And Cheryl Hines is from uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. A great lineup of moms' moms in this film. Everyone's really funny. Like the, I think we were quite positive about the first film as well. Yeah, this is a very funny uh, movie. They just, it's like there's no, nothing's that coherent in it. Probably because they're trying to get around the whole how do they all move back to New Zealand and what happened to the book scenario. But uh, it's just a series of very funny sketches. Yeah, they really blew it all up in that first one. They um they didn't think it would be a franchise, so they just ended it. Oh, let's end it in New Zealand. Yeah, well, let's get a hot air balloon. <laughs> Following a big internet cable across the sea. Yeah, I don't envy them. Don't envy them the task of uh, creating a sequel to that. But they have, uh, with colourful characters, colourful sets, a lot of Christmas decorations. Now, here's what I was thinking during the film. What time of year did they film it in? Well, Christmas. Well, they must have, because where else would they get the decorations? Um, Imagine, because the first film came out, what, like October last year? They kind of they must have filmed it this year at some point. Before oh, but Christmas. it's not Christmas yet. Exactly. So, where did they get all the decorations from? Oh, I see. Yeah, that is a conundrum. I certainly um, throw all my Christmas decorations into the ocean. Yeah. On um, you know December twenty sixth. Absolutely. But yet here they were. I guess they had to make them from scratch. I don't know. Whoever's job it was to decorate the set, one person I imagine uh, had had their hands full with this one. Um. Yeah, that's... Well, oh, man. Maybe they painted Easter decorations? Easter trees. But it was snowing. Uh, where did they get that from? The maybe, snow. Maybe they had to go film it in a different part of Antarctica. Now you're talking. Yeah, so they went Probably to- much easier to ship a bunch of uh, actors, film crew, and sets over to Antarctica than it is to bring snow uh, into any part of the world. Absolutely. So they went to Antarctica, they're filming a movie... And now here's my question for that. Mm-hmm. How do they keep all the penguins out of shot? Well, <laughs> this was the job of multiple people. And uh, they were standing, I've said, dressed as, guess, get this, what? walruses. Oh, penguins are scared of walruses. They are. So off camera at any point, there is someone dressed as a walrus or actual walruses. And that's why occasionally you'll see a walrus, but that's not out of place at Christmas. <laughs> oh, I, I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. Um, Some of the walruses did they, they dress them up as sort of like people. Well, the um, so they could be extras, but also keep away penguins. <laughs> and you know what I was saying uh, earlier about how they get the Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. All the Christmas trees you see, yeah, walruses. Oh, covered in astroturf. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have to stay very still. Now, but would penguins be scared of a tree? <laughs> no. Herein lies the problem. In the scenes with the Christmas trees, 
you might you might see they kept them pretty well out of the first half. Yeah, but perhaps later you might see some penguins really start to uh and, and just boldly have the gall to enter the frame, not knowing what lies uh, beneath. Oh, and then you have to see a war as eat a penguin. <laughs> yeah, well, a, or tree a Christmas and a, tree, <laughs> and you won't know what's going on. Um, but it's a comedy, so you know you just assume that it's it's part, you of, keep the, it in. part of the movie. You keep it in; it's fun. It'll, if that happens, if that happens, it's like the uh, you know Star Wars how the stormtrooper donks his head. Yeah, yeah, they you know they keep it in. It's funny. Yeah, if Mila Kunis is trying to talk to her mom, and then a, a walrus is goring <laughs> well, and eating a, a well penguin. a Christmas tree. <laughs> we don't a know Christmas tree. We don't know it's Sorry. a walrus. A Christmas tree is. <laughs> goring and eating a penguin behind her you keep that in because it's funny yeah precisely um here's an actual thing from the movie from the very first scene that we should have brought up nick the very first scene begins with uh milikunas mm-hmm. in her house and there's narration she's like christmas can be hard and this year was the worst christmas ever and then uh camel walks out Oh yeah, of she's, her living room. She's sitting there on the front steps. All, uh, all of her house is ruined. All the Christmas decorations are, are, are strewn everywhere, and then a camel walks past. A camel, and she looks at it like, "How does a camel get here?" But a little bit like, "Oh, the camel, the least of my worries right now." And then she, in the narration, goes, "Let's go back a few steps." Yeah, and then it goes, "Boom!" Seven days until Christmas on screen. So. One thing we do, this is a rare insight into the second half of the film that we don't normally get in this podcast. We know at some point there has to be a camel. And we promise you, we will get to that camel. But for now, uh, the moms are trying to are trying to have Christmas. Um, they're trying to do Christmas right by their kids. Their kids are needy and they've got the added pressure of their moms. Um, all of the moms from a different energy. Susan Sarandon just wants to get high. Um, Cheryl Hines just like wants to watch them have sex. Well, she's kind of she's living vicariously mom. through her daughter. She wants to be like her. She's cut her hair like her, living living her best life like her. And Mila Kunis's mom is uh, uh, <laughs> brings <laughs> just is like incredibly rich and and probably my favorite mom. Um, brings the kids the Xboxes immediately. Um, it's determined to win the caroling competition, uh, so she hires a, a choir. It's a very big film. They make very big offers uh, throughout it. Uh, all the gags, they go full commitment. Yeah. And then, but then we'll kind of couple them with these kind of emotional scenes where like, you just need to get to know your mom better. And it's like, well, didn't she just hire a choir to, to win a... A caroling competition? It seems a pretty out there yeah. solution. Like uh, 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 Kristen Bell's mom is, is literally watching them, watching her and her husband have sex. And she's like, I think my mom has issues. Like, this, she is more than... A, like, that's fucked up. They would um, <laughs> fuck you up for life uh, if your mom was watching you have sex and, had, and admitted that she'd done it before. And then pointed out your husband's boner. Yeah. Uh, and then he has to hide his boner in another comedy scene. Another comedy scene involves uh, Catherine Hahn uh, waxing a guy's butthole. It's all good stuff. It's really good. I'm, feel- I'm selling it short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, but I guess what we have to ask, what our job is, is to go, where is this all going? Yeah. 
What is the end game here? Was was there? I'm trying to remember the movie because it, it's all kind of just a series of vignettes. <laughs> it doesn't. I can't remember if there's anything um, driving it. Yeah, well, it's just a war with their moms. They they make a pact that this year they're not going to be beholden to the traditions of Christmas. They're going to have Christmas the way they want to do it. They're going to bad mom uh, style. Yeah, yeah, which is a montage. Yeah, a montage of them at a, a trampoline. Um, uh, Santa jumping in, up and down or, or or twerking on a Santa, whatever it may be. I twerked on a Santa for so long yeah. that there was a, a mall montage, which was really about two scenes in a mall that they just kept, one was them they twerked on a Santa and one was they tried out a vibrating chair and then they just like kept cu- cutting back and forth between those two shots. Like, yeah, jump up, what, 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 bad mom's got it going down, down. I did have, to, I, I have to say, the vibrating chair was a bit of a low point for me because I thought that was, that was not probably, they probably, they must have filmed some better gags than that. <laughs> They're like, the, the, what, this is the first badass montage of the film and they have them like pouring um, bourbon into some free samples of juice and like, twerking on a santa and like trying out vibrators and 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 being you know quite rowdy and then the other one's just them trying massage like chairs you, which looks to do nice that. yeah they, yeah that's what the, they're very happy to let you try out message they, massage they chairs. put them in there well you don't just try them you pay money to you pay five dollars to get 10 minutes in the massage chair it's a common thing in a mall mm. and you know i'm sure it would have been relaxing for them but certainly doth not a good montage make <laughs> um Minor quibble though, it's very funny, um, and the, the audience we were with were loving it. They were, um, but will they love the second half, Nick? Let's find out. Do you know, do you remember at all where we left? Uh, we left just after uh, they had won the singing competition. Oh, for best caroling. Best caroling. Uh, Mila Kunis's mum puts the cup down on the table, and she's excited to win. And then I tapped you on the shoulder, oh, and then we left. That was it. Oh. You guys will never know the the sensation of being tapped on the shoulder by Joseph, which means yeah. we have to leave the movie. <sighs> Try it with your friends. It sucks. <laughs> Before we dive into the second half, let's catch up with an old friend. It's Mr. James Cromwell. It's time for our live and Cromwell, where we check in to see if beloved character actor James Cromwell is alive. And Cromwell. And good news, Nick. Please. Uh, no obituary I can see. Uh, <laughs> I googled his name and I, go- I went James Cromwell. And Google has a little tab called news. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, God forbid, uh, that he does die. But if he does, and I'm not saying when, I'm saying if. Because there's a, a, surely a chance that he is... Uh, possessing of powers well, he's, <laughs> that we don't know about. Um, he's, on a, he's on a pretty good diet that's going to keep him chugging along for quite some time. Um, I'm really hoping that, that uh, the obituary will mention us. Is that, a, <laughs> that, is, is no. that too, too much to ask? That's like, I always hope that if I die, like any of the comedy shows I work on will, will like give me a, like a, a photo in the credits. You know, like oh, mem- yeah, in yeah. memory of and not just like a like a thanks to. <laughs> nah, you just get a thanks too, bro. <laughs> and it's gonna scroll past real fast. <laughs> but I'm hoping that um, you know, it'll be like beloved actor James Cromwell, obviously, obviously known for these things, known for like all these mov- his movies, his charity work as human. But at some like towards the end of the obituary, 
Um, he is um, he is mourned by uh, Joseph Moore and Nick Sampson, two fans. Maybe who, we'll get an interview. Oh, at the very least, with advice or something. <laughs> These two comedians are quite sad. every week to make sure he was alive, and now he's not. Gosh, that's dark. Um, well, there's not much news about him. Okay. All, all I can say is there's no obituary. But he is alive, and um, <laughs> the latest news is a review of his film Marshall. How's that? Uh, well, the movie came out about six weeks ago, so it's been reviewed many times. <laughs> but the Roanoke Times have only just reviewed it this week. Where's, where's the Roanoke Times? Where's time? Roanoke? Yeah, Ro- what? Roanoke. Okay, I've Googled it, and it turns out that it is, oh, it's in North Carolina. It's also known as the Lost Colony. Oh my gosh. Wait, okay, so it's... Dig a little deeper. Wait, it's like a ghost town? (laughs) The Roanoke Colony, also known as the Lost Colony, was established in 1585 on Roanoke Island. So you're telling me that... James Cromwell's latest movie has been reviewed by a ghost town? A ghost colony? Wait, 12 years went by before Rayleigh decided to find out what happened to his colony. Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, the the Wikipedia article... Wait, one of the headlines in the Wikipedia article that Kronoki is... The headline is, Hypothesis about the disappearance. This is a whole... There's li- limited to no archaeological e- evidence that this place ever existed. So this, holy <laughs> shit, guys! So this, <laughs> this fucking colony that disappeared. When did it disappear? In the 1800s. Um. Well, in 1998, a climatologist uh led led a team to try and find it. <laughs> so not before 1998, uh, disappeared around 1590. Oh, okay, so. Oh, so you are you are you telling me that that a, a lost colony in North Carolina that has been lost since the 16th century has recently reviewed James Cromwell's latest <laughs> film? Because this is, I dare say, more important than the bad mom's review we're about to do. Okay. Oh, well, look. I'm just putting two and two together, Nick. Why I googled you? where is Roanoke, yeah, and the answer, two. Nick, no one knows. You're connecting strings, mate, and it's it's it, it's it's terrifying. Frankly, terrifying. Well, Alan Zilberman special—that's not a real name. That is certainly not a real name. Is the credited? It's it's what a ghost trying to come up with a human-sounding name uh, would call himself. Uh, has reviewed it. Okay, now what does he have to say about James Cromwell? Well, he he doesn't critique his performance per se here's the entire paragraph that mentions James Cromwell Mm -hmm. before the trial can even begin there is a minor procedural delay this isn't a review he's just describing the the film because Marshall is not licensed to practice in Connecticut another attorney brackets Josh Gad must vouch for him Gad Sam Freeman is drafted for the hearing by a judge brackets James Cromwell who arrives at an odd decision the accused will be defended by Friedman not Marshall who, although he may act as co-counsel, is not allowed to speak in court. Okay. That's the whole paragraph that mentions James Cromwell. Wow. And can I forgive um, Alan Special, the writer of this review? hmm Because film criticism was different in 1590. 
it would have been. They didn't know you're supposed lot, to not just tell the whole plot. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be very, very tough for anyone to do a review film in 1590. <laughs> I'm surprised this whole review isn't. Oh my god, <laughs> what is this moving tapestry? <laughs> Great to see that Josh Gad's still big in 1590, though. His sort of jovial humor is cut through to any time. Absolutely. Well, he didn't, again, he didn't say he enjoyed Josh Gad. Just just that he knows who he is. Well, yeah, we all know who Josh Gad is, don't we? Okay, well, this feels like a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Just finding out about the Roanoke community. If you have any information about Roanoke, Roanoke, uh, we we need to know what how is this lost colony reviewing small not wide release <laughs> courtroom dramas yeah and just exactly what do they want with josh gad and james cromwell um please let us know this has been a very disturbing uh, installment of alive and cromwell we are back it's time for the second half of bad mom's christmas Bad Moms too. When we just left our Bad Moms, Mila Kunis's mom, Bad Mom, had uh, won the singing cup for best carolers in all of New York. To live in New York, Chicago, Chicago. Oh, my bad. Well, Antarctica. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, Chica- Antarctica playing Chicago. Sure. Yeah. As a, as a lot of films do. Yeah, yeah. Well, Transformers. Did it all did it all in Antarctica? The Dark Knight, I believe, was Antarctica standing in for Chicago, which was standing in for Gotham. Yeah. That's why they gotta wear all the masks and stuff. <laughs> and that's why um one of uh, Batman's greatest adversaries <laughs> is <laughs> Mr. Freeze, is that what you were saying? The penguin. Oh <laughs> <laughs> But Mr. Freeze also works. <laughs> That's why he's there. <laughs> anyway. Do Mr. Freeze and the Penguin ever team up? Because that seems like a, a classic pairing <laughs> that I haven't seen. <laughs> because time for a freeze. Like, good. <laughs> That's what I like. Ice to meet you. Ice to meet you. <laughs> I hear no pun. That's how I talk. <laughs> a freeze is coming. Good. <laughs> I'm too hot. <laughs> My feathers are melting off. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, she's won the, the cup for for best singer, and and uh, Mila Kunis not happy. You know, she's stealing the thunder away from her children, mm. who she's just you know, she she has just moved back from from New Zealand. You know, and she's they're just readjusting to life in Chicago. The last thing they need is a, a mom, a grandmom, upstaging them at every which way. That's right. Um, so they, they, they realize that the only way they can really convince this grandmom that she's, uh, that, um, that, that, that their, their bad mom is the, is, is doing things that are okay is to, um, you know, is to beat her at her own game. She's, you know, she's won the singing cup. Um, she's going to need to be beaten in a singing competition. And luckily, these kids are pretty streetwise. They've heard of a little singing competition that's happening down the road in a little, a little animal town <laughs> called the town from the movie Sing. Yeah. 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 I, I know it. Nick. Yeah. You ever heard of it? Yeah. Oh. It's only the place where the best singing happens. 
So they, um, so Mila Kunis's children ring up <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's koala character, <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, Mr. Singh." Oh, and mother- they, have a, they have a direct line because uh, they're from, they've been living in New Zealand and they, of course, met a koala, you know, who was on holiday from Australia. Yeah, well, of course, koalas like to holiday, but they don't like to go too far from the nest. And koalas live in nests. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, that was not a You're not from Australia. You don't know. Um, so, so he's like... By the way, he's not Australian. He's got an American accent. He's Matthew McConaughey. Hmm, yeah, he, well, do I think we talked about the fact that he moved around a bit. <laughs> he was born in America. That's right. Um, but his, his heritage is obviously Australian. Yeah, yeah. So he he talks to him. He's like, "Hey, so you guys just came in from New Zealand, all right?" Yeah, but we're not really talking about that. Okay, okay. You know, okay. we're not mentioning. Please don't talk about the fact that we oh, lived in New what? Zealand how, for a while. How long were you there? What brought you back? Uh, we can't say. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay, we came back, uh, but uh, we we just uh, it was too. Uh, the seasons were all messed around over here. You know, Christmas is summer, and that's confusing for us. So we it moved is. here to Antarctica, Chicago. What? What? Don't you say Antarctica? You just said Antarctica. Shut your mouth, kid. No I'm, one could know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quiet tree. Anyway, Matthew McConaughey invites them all into a. Uh, uh, he signs Mila Kunis up to the singing competition, mm-hmm. and she's gonna prove to her mom that she's even better at singing and an even better mom. So, to be both a bad mom and an impressive mom, does she have to do bad singing? Uh, I think she's got to do uh, the funniest thing there is, which is uh, a white woman doing rap. Oh, it's so funny. It's really funny. That's, and this movie felt like that's where it was going. <laughs> so, um, well, uh, how, how what, does a white woman do rap? Kind of hand, bit of hand gestures mm-hmm. and a bit of yo, yo, yo. Well, she's um, going to need to learn uh, how to how to rap. Oh. Um, was there a rapping character? I feel like... Like the pig, the German pig, maybe? Yeah, great. Perfect. The mm. pig. <laughs> Was he a German pig or was that from... Yeah. No, there was a German something. It was a German pig. Yeah, yeah. It was German, I was going to say, wasn't that from Shrek? The answer, yes. <laughs> but also this, also from... So the German pig sang... Um, he had like... Didn't he sing Sia at one point? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the German pig is me and I... Oh, you're Mila? Yeah, hey, I'm Mila, um, or my character name. You know, I, I'm just I'm trying to uh, learn how to impress my mom because mm. she's she's kind of different to me. So, like, what have you been doing recently? Been traveling much, or <laughs> I went I went to New Zealand on a hot air balloon. Oh, okay. Uh, with the magical the- golden book uh, oh. from being a PTA teacher. I'm not really <laughs> meant to talk we about zoom, that. We zoom in on the um, pig's face. Oh, you, God. You've seen this book? Um, I mean. We're not really meant to mention the book in the sequel. The world, pig world talks often of this book. It's the only. What could this book be? It's the only thing that can free us. Are you? Are you trapped somehow? Shh. They're listening. Who's listening? They. Penguins, at the windows, looking in. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe we should go. Uh, well, let, let's the go pig, practice some dance. The steps. pig grabs me, Lacunas. <gasps> Why? I'll be making this movie in Antarctica. 
because there are, are real penguins here. Yeah. And real animals cannot know of talking, singing animals. Our worlds can never combine. What? All hell will break loose. And the book is somehow tied into this? Yes. The book is the prophecy. The book predicted all of this, and it predicted about the singing competition. Why would they give this book to a PTA teacher? You are the, because the prophecy teaches they they can connect with all types of minds. Only a teacher would be able to would be able to listen to a talking animal. A talking animal is much like a child. Yeah, I suppose that make that makes sense. We need to get out of here, everyone. Your children, your bad moms. But we're uh, we're in the middle of filming. Do you know? Do you know somewhere? Do you know somewhere? Uh, remote, a remote island, perhaps. Uh, I mean, yeah. I New, have you heard of New Zealand? It's uh, they filmed uh, Lord of the Rings and oh, I love Lord extent. of the Rings. Oh, yeah. oh it's so well, great, such great film, such they great get a scenery. Bit bored of people talking about that, but yeah, yeah. it's that's, oh that's, wow. Uh, where it was. Have you been to like where they film? Uh, no, no, because uh, oh my gosh, I would love remote. to go. I would love. I think maybe my top three place to go okay. is New Zealand, see yeah. Lord of the Rings, wow. uh, that's Northern Lights, oh, okay. Norway or yeah. Finland or wherever, yeah, yeah. and I think like Safari. Wow, cool! But I'm like oh, for a pig. Yeah, I feel so like so. I you, think like a lion would, lion eat would me. definitely try. But to also, eat I you. can't see a real lion because because you can't, if an animal yeah, if it, meets if a talking an, animal, the world bad. will end. Yes. Okay, yeah, as, as predicted in. Uh, the book, the golden book. You're that we learning. Are, uh, yes. Yes. Well, I should no, be learning. You're the teacher. Well, yeah. parent teacher. Well, you know, students always teach the teachers something. So <laughs> yes. I'm certainly learning. And this is all very straightforward. It makes sense. It so, makes uh, a lot of sense. Let's, uh, let's jump in my hot air balloon that I also wow. got at the end of the canonical version of Bad Moms. <laughs> uh, that, Why uh, are you referring to that? It's your life. <laughs> yeah. Refer to it as your life, honey. No, it's my own life. I like to refer, refer to it however I want. So okay, yeah. let's well, that's, jump in that's, this canonical. That's your, that's your prerogative, babe. Well, good. Let's jump in this hot air balloon and escape uh, to New Zealand. And uh, so they, they get in. They right? jump in, and they have to go to um, New Zealand where it's hot in summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's too hard to film there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's too. Well, it's not. It's not Christmas. It's not hot. They have to go. They have to go. Go somewhere. So are they still? Sorry, is this happening in the plot of Bad Moms? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the crew will pack up and join. Well, they can't go to New Zealand because it's cold. Oh, okay. It's July. Yeah. Well, and, and they, it they're needs, already in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. And it needs to, it needs to be somewhere uh, hot to look like New Zealand in 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 Christmas time. I see. I see. So guess where they go? Where? Uh, Chicago. <laughs> wrong. The Sahara Desert. Oh, because it's snowing there. No, it's hot there. Oh, it's hot there. And so it looked like New Zealand in December. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I see yeah. what you're saying. Um, so they move all filming. <laughs> uh, everything goes to the Sahara Desert. Okay. And <laughs> they're dressing it for New Zealand. They're dressing it for New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Really. Put it. Put it down some paving. Put down some. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, putting jandals on everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like uh, street street lights. They have to build. Yeah. You don't even really know what uh, goes on in New Zealand. Yeah. Street lights and paving, is it? Yeah. Those are the Nick. most New Zealand things you can think of? Hats. Okay, yeah. Um, frogs, I guess. <laughs> frogs Frogs lower on the list of things you think of when you think of New Zealand. I like, they have them. I don't know if I've seen one. <laughs> I think they're pretty rare. 
But they have to bring sure, frogs, yeah. why not? Well, they bring some for authenticity. Well, no, I mean, that's what everyone thinks of New Zealand is frogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they get here, they find out reality, not so many frogs. Not as many frogs as you've been led to believe well, about yeah. New Zealand. Well, look, there'll be a few frogs in the singing competition. They have to get the frogs out of the shot. <laughs> yeah. The way to do that? Again, walruses. <laughs> walruses, who are brought up, and they are suffering, they are sweltering. <laughs> so, they, they're filming New Zealand, hot, hot. Hot Sahara for Hot Christmas. Um, yes. And the pig and Mila Kunis are there. Yeah, and all the bad moms, all the characters. All the bad, oh, they've come up, they've got their own. For a singing competition in, uh, yeah. New, in New Zealand. Okay. Without the penguins there. Right. Even though they brought the walrus. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, it's the big competition. Mm-hmm. And all, the, all, the, all your favourites from uh, Bad Moms are there. And also all your favourites from Sing. Mm. Um, and it's down to the, 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 the final heat. Yeah. Um, the two finalists are... Hot heat. Uh, yeah, it's a very hot heat. Because mm. um, it's New Zealand. Yeah. In December. Which is yeah. as hot as the Sahara yeah. desert. And there's some zebras in shot, which they've painted to look like sheep. Yes. Um, and this is also bad because zebras aren't allowed to... <laughs> See, so, singing animals. <laughs> so they've had to. This was kind of a bit of a moot point. They shouldn't have shot it in the Sahara. No, full of animals. Full of animals. And guess what? What animal it's full of? What? Camels. Okay. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, there's camels everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, well, Nick, this brings us to the first scene of the film, doesn't it? I, I'm aware of that. Yeah. So um, that's. And then everyone looks at each other around and goes, see? That's how. Yep. So we cut to the first scene of the film. It's the it's the morning before the big finale, yeah, and yeah. Um, Mila Kunis is sitting in her house, mm. sweat dripping off her face. Yeah. Um, Christmas decorations everywhere. She's she's thinking, "I'm a bad mom. I've yeah. ruined Christmas." Well, you have because you've um, you've 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 taken your family uh, across the world uh, to to many different locations for almost no sort of forward momentum of story or plot. Mm. Um, and and now and now Christmas has been ruined by. This constant stream of camels who keep entering the room. Where it's not supposed. To, it's supposed to be Chicago. There shouldn't be a camel in yeah. here. Uh, yeah. And your walrus bodyguards have all passed out from heat exhaustion. So there's just there's just a stream. You can barely see the see the screen. Yeah. But uh, regardless regardless of that, um, Mila Kunis's mom does an amazing uh, singing performance. Um, knocks everyone's socks off. Oh, well, what Mila song Kunis, does she sing? Um, she sings. Uh, she sings. Um, uh, Wuthering Heights. Kate Bush. Yeah. At a Christmas pageant. Yep. Like, it's a good song. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's not so recognizably Christmas, is it, yeah. anymore? Mm. Uh, and bravo, bravo, says Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's... But he says, not Christmassy. <laughs> no, not Christmassy, but pretty good. Uh, um, Mila Kunis gets up. Yeah. And, and she goes, um, uh, for this for this song, I would like to um, sing a book. I don't, I don't really know the lyrics so i've brought some lyrics with me and she reaches into a back pocket and she pulls out a book and it's a golden book and she and, and all immediately all the singing animals uh sort of mesmerized Ooh. by this golden book. Um, and she holds up the book and she, and she opens it and she starts singing silent night and as the go- as she opens the gold book and starts reading all the animals, all the proper animals, the camels, the the walruses, the um, uh, other animals of the savannah, the the zebras, scorpions, uh, uh, spa- painted to look like sheep. I, I don't think there are zebras in this. 
Are there not zebras in the savannah? A Sahara. Sahara. I'm so sorry. This is like deep. This is like Algeria. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I was thinking of something else. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but sure, there's there's the, the zebras are there as part of the singing competition. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they all look at the book, and they immediately stand up oh, and okay. start singing as well. Because the truth is, this golden book that was handed to Mila Kunis is the book that gifts the animals um, speech. Wow. And um, there's also a monkey there who's watching. And the monkey... <laughs> the monkey stands up on his back two feet and goes, Ape, sing. And um, it's a little... I don't know. This is the start of the War of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously. Oh my gosh! And 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 he, the ape kind of walks off. He puts a uh, AK forty seven over his shoulder and kind of marches off to round up the others. And he steals the book and takes it with him. And that's how the Simeon plague uh, begins. But uh, Mila Kunis finishes, and um, much like much like her mother hired a, sh- a Chicago gospel choir. To rig that competition, Mila Kunis used the magical book to create a, a giant choir of millions of singing animals that help her win that. Uh, and she wins her mum's respect. Yeah. Um, and and the, the, what she doesn't know is that uh, humanity doesn't have long before it succumbs to the simian flu. Yes. Um, but in those last few months, she actually does connect with her mother and they share a really nice holiday and uh, yeah, it's, it's a lovely holiday uh, in, in Australia, um, which they take Matthew McConaughey with them and show him his his uh, true his home, and he meets his parents, and it's really nice. Um, and um, the final scene is them uh, having sharing an eggnog together, as um, as the pounds on the uh, on the wall get louder and louder as the apes draw closer. Hmm. <laughs> Well, that's been that uh, was Bad Mom's too. A Bad Mom's Christmas. <laughs> I hope they make a third one. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have indeed listened this long, if you have given up, I do not blame you. <laughs> it is a pleasure podcasting for you. Uh, we will be back uh, before you know it with our brand new, new look, new haircut podcast. It's been an absolute treat. Um, Please listen to other podcasts on the Little Empire Podcast Network. I'm sure the Little Empire Podcast Network would appreciate you doing that. If you enjoy this podcast, tell your friends about it. Tell us about it on social media. We like that as well. We'll catch you later. Goodbye. (laughs) 